Yeah. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Militant mind, the general nine grip, the crippled blades and a pen that can sharpen your spine tip. Level headed, though my mind flips from side to side. With an acrobat's experience after I stick it, I'm living down a demon possessed. I he seems Jay's the best for the job with no What's the word, y'all? It's KTR underscore podcast, hashtag KTR. We are KTR. We are in the building. We are back for episode 49 of Know the Ropes podcast. Yes, this is KTR. Episode 49, one more step away from episode 50. But before that, we're going to do this episode real quick. And my brother, J-Bo, how are you feeling today? I am feeling wonderful. I'm almost done and graduate, uh, graduated from college. So I'm good. So I, I'm in good spirits. How about you? I am blessed and highly favored. Thank you for asking. And people out there in the wrestling community, I know y'all have been seeing and noticing my face a lot because my co-workers have, I'm not co-workers, I'm sorry, co-hosts, I'm tripping. <laughs> my co-hosts have been in the background working and grinding with their lives. Like I said, like J-Bo just said, he is getting ready to graduate from college. He about to get this dual degrees. He about to be outside making his money, supporting the family and living lavish. Like I said, congratulations for KCR, from me, Cinco. Like, it's a blessing. I'm happy for you, my brother. But before all that good stuff, before we dive into this episode and everything, all the congratulations that's going out, all the hoopla is happening, got the uh, soapbox out the way. Y'all got to do this one simple favor for us. And y'all did real well about this on this last episode. I need y'all to do it again. And that yeah. is, too. Also, all social media platforms, KTR underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Another Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Another Rose Podcast. All podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Podbean World, everything. And don't forget to get your merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash KTR Podcast. All day. Now, let's get into this episode real quick. First off, <laughs> we, we'll talk about um, NXT because that is, we, we were supposed to talk about that a little while ago. But like I said, life has been the way it happened because y'all have been working. And with that, NXT has um, a little bit of change of scenery right now. Mm-hmm. Some stuff has happened in not in the background shoot, in the main scenery too, as well. It's like got some changes here, got some changes there, and then also people have been released, and like and those people that have been released, a noticeable big five of those people that have been released were Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. Big Draco. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Bivens, dang, Harlan, dang, and Dexter Loomis, super dang. <laughs> and it's weird because they all, all five of these were literally in some type of storyline, and they were featured on TV. Like for they had great TV time. They they were they were featured heavily every Tuesday night on NXT. Yep. And next thing you know, it's like boop gone. So. Okay. I, NXT is really following up on what they say in their policy, saying, you know, either if in regards to age, uh, if they don't see improvement within like a certain amount of period of time in, in their eyes, or basically in, in some other people's circumstances, they just don't want to resign, they want to leave. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 different, it's it caught me off guard, surprising, but like. Man, especially seeing people that were literally like on TV doing storylines and getting dropped off really like the next week is it, is pretty weird. 
Well, how how you feel about the releases in the, the new landscape of NXT right now, Jabo? Uh, all right. Uh, the the releases they were very shocking, especially with NXT, even with their direction with NXT two 2.0. Cinco, let's let let's dive into to the five. We're not going to mention every last one of them to justify. Uh, and, and we can start off with Draco Anthony, Big Draco. He he was green. He was. Um, mm-hmm. He he had a, a lot of improvements. Of course, uh, I I would like to have seen more. From given more time, but he was green. I get it. And Senko, as you mentioned, they do have this very strict time frame that you need to get better by a certain time, or else that's it. Uh, but the next one was Dakota Kai. That one it did shock me because I feel Dakota Kai just never reached her peak. I just don't. Uh, I I am actually a fan of Dakota Kai, and uh, I I believe she can put on great matches. She did so for NXT uh, UK. She did so for NXT, especially with the work she did with um, Gonzalez. So it's it, it's very shocking that she left, but I think she'll be well wherever she goes. Okay, but I want you to talk about Malcolm Bivens because because mm-hmm. I you, you sent an interesting text. Go ahead, tell the people what your interesting text. See now about Malcolm Bivens, I, I I was always interested in his uh work and everything. Then I just started I started becoming real invested into his craft for other reasons. We'll get into that uh sooner or later down the line with the podcast. But I I, I literally asked you, yes, yeah. the same week he got released saying, like, right. what do you think about his work and how how do you feel about him? And you told me your opinion about him working with the diamond, like he is. No, great manager, great outstanding my skills to to the T, like top tier of all time. But at the same time, you say you think the way that the direction Diamond was going, it was seemed like it was starting to falter a little bit. Then literally days later, he gets released. Now, granted, with Malcolm Bivens, he did not want to resign his contract. He was offered a new contract, but he did not want to resign, which you no know, kind of perplexed a lot of people because of the fact. Um, the fact that he does want to resign you, which means, okay, new contract, more money, and possibly he might have went to uh, the main roster. And, no, there was no rumors going around the people he could have worked with, but he addressed all those rumors with his little stand-up that he did and he posted on Twitter. But with that, him being released is a real drop of the ball. Yeah. I, I really feel like he he – he is main event status. Like, he is main roster status with his work and how he works the crowd, works the mic. He would have been perfect on that entertainment stage. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing with WWE, with that main roster is sports entertainment. He would have flourished yeah. on that main stage, no matter who he was paired with. If they if they had him as, like, a, a GM, uh-huh. He would have worked wonders for ever show he was on Raw or SmackDown. It's just real unfortunate that it didn't work out. You know, granted, you no know, wish him the best on his future endeavors. You know, there's rumors about him possibly going to AEW. Maybe that fits more in the lane that he wants to go in his budget, or maybe he just doesn't want to be involved with wrestling at all because he did kind of hint that on his stand-up too. So it really hurt seeing him not continue his WWE career, but that's, mm-hmm. if that's what he want, then I'm I'm all for it. I'm fine with it. Malcolm Bivens is, if you give him proper Mike TV time, 
he's going to be successful. He would have been good in Triple H's version of NXT. He he was good in the current NXT 2.0 version. He would have been great on the main roster. But I think with him, he saw the writing on the wall. Uh, we'll talk about Athena, uh, also known as Amber Moon, uh, her interview shortly. But I, I think what she spoke about in her interview is what Malcolm Bivens saw. Mm-hmm. And he get out while the getting was getting bad. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Think about that, that whole, the, the transition from NXT to the main roster is, is honestly, is real questionable. I, I don't know what the, the barrier that's in between the two entities of the business go from one side to the other. I'm, yeah, I, it, it probably is just a, like a whole different ballpark and ballgame. People that's working this show and working this, you would think they are all in the same corporation, but yep. when they move up people and make that transition from NXT to the main roster, it's just like, what is this? What happened? You know, they just throw everything away that you did in NXT. Throw like they want you literally start from scratch. Yes. Throw away all the work that you put in. Throw away your name, your music, your likeliness, like anything that resembles of what you were on that grand stage up in NXT just mm-hmm. gets diminished on the main roster. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Another um, release that caused off guard was Dexter Loomis. Oh, man. Okay. Dexter Loomis. Look, we need to realize Dexter Loomis probably had one of the best, not only one of the best storylines in kind of NXT history, he had one of the best storylines with Indy Hartwell and the rest of the way, Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, Candice LeRae. He had one of the best storylines that honestly did not need wrestling. It didn't need wrestling. It just was strict storyline and it was entertaining. It was captivating. It kept you watching. On top of the fact of he was good in the ring. He had a great character. It was different. It was unique. But just rent, and he was in the he was still in a storyline with Indy Hartwell, right? And, uh, uh, in a, a mixed tag storyline, and all of a sudden it just ended. And they alluded a little bit to it with Indy Hartwell um, still looking at her ring. That obviously, you know, he isn't there anymore. But then that was it. And we barely see that much with Andy Hartwell anymore. So it's it's very upsetting where they took something that was already good. You didn't have to make no changes to it. It was great. Right. And then just ended. Yeah. So that's just it's it, it was just like that that sort of stuff like that kind of baffles me because if my thing is something isn't broke, don't fix it, you know. And just like something with that, as we see how green NXT is with all their new hire, their new roster try and put fresh faces with limited wrestling experience on cable television. Not a good now name. you're pushing more of that up and it's just, it's going to look weird. Cause now it feels like it's going to be like, you know, a little, look, I forgot the word, like some type of effect is going to keep going on like a cycle. You put somebody green on TV, they're not ready. And you see, they're not ready. Then you release them. Mm-hmm. And like there's Loomis, he could still just fill those boys on TV that keeps it more entertaining until you actually find somebody that can be on cable television to actually produce numbers for your product and your network and everything mm-hmm. will be good. But now it's just like, okay, now you just keep removing people for removing people. Now you're bringing over talent from the main roster to NXT to help out with stuff. Like now, now we really pushing it because now, now you know how limited everything is 
and like how many people could actually hold their own currently with NXT. Mm-hmm. Not saying they're not going to get better, but they know they have a limited time frame to get better. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure on them. So that kind of affects their psyche. Not it throws a lot of their game off. You said something very profound. You said, you know, they want somebody green and then you have a certain timeline to get ready. And then if you're still green by the time frame, you should let them go. It's sort of like they're looking for instant talent, which is what Triple H was bringing in. Which was right. Talent. With, with the bringing in people that have wrestling backgrounds that are well known around the world and just putting them on TV, let them develop, let them learn the, the wrestling uh, background of WWE style wrestling until yeah. they get that together, put them to the main roster. Yeah, <laughs> and I and that, that's just that's where the whole breakdown. We just need to have a whole episode of NXT because yeah, Triple, Triple H's NXT just it, like I say I say it's game, it really spoiled us because yeah. I'm not sure if we ever going to get the type of like produced wrestlers like in this day and age. Grant, I understand that. Uh, everybody didn't have like a professional wrestling background. I also remember back in like the early 2000, 2002 era when, you know, you brought in like wrestlers like uh, John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, you know, people that weren't, you know, had much of a wrestling background, but they produced something great, you know. I don't know yeah. if I have like that type of class again. That's like the class of the NBA uh, 2002 class with like LeBron, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade. That's what that <laughs> is. It was around the same time. And that, <laughs> like, that, I don't know that, if we're going to get that again. <laughs> That was. That was. I, I, that, that's a great point because you're right. John Cena, even Randy Orton didn't have that much of a wrestling background behind him. Batista. The difference, however, between then and now is that during that point, the wrestling community was just that. They would watch whatever they'll see on TV and accept it as is. And that's how people like Randy Orton, John Cena, Batista got over. Jump forward 20 years. Now we're in 2022. You got wrestling fans who not only watch what's on TV, they also see what's on the indie scene. They also watch what's on the internet. They see what's on Instagram. They read the interview. We are so well more diverse in wrestling now where we're not just going to accept what you throw at us because we know there's something better that's already there. Exactly. it's it's hard you're right we don't know if we'll ever get that type of production again we could only hope as wrestling fans you know we would hope to get something that diverse but at this rate it doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon exactly that's real unfortunate but like i said we do hope that all the new recruits and new wrestlers that does come from nxt like we do wish them the best it's just they're just in a real unfortunate unfortunate like situation circumstance of how they have to get ready so fast and be prepared to be thrown out into the public instantly with just a very limited background. And speaking of green wrestlers, another wrestler that got released uh, was Harlan. You know, Harlan, you know, he was working heavily on uh, on TV, too, with uh, Gacy and those storylines as well against Brian Breaker. I actually met uh, Harlan. You know, he's, he's a very cool guy. Um, like I said, he's, like, cool generous and all that like he's he real cool dude i just yeah. really hate the fact that i shaved my head <laughs> then, y- then y'all release me you know i'm i'm just like i'm, I'm sorry I'm like I, I get everything like i get like they they have him in like a good situation he's been with the WWE for like a over a year and some change you know when he first got signed you know he was a real hot commodity on social media you know, he had a big following. A lot of people were following this. He had a big influence, like with you no know, 
the culture and the popularity with the uh, people like Rick Ross co-signing him, people like Kevin Durant co-signing him, people like Wale co-signing like that. That was a good look. That was something that was well, especially with how they're trying to do NXT with the whole 2.0 thing. It was working. You know, he had that buzz and that following. But then they just put him and put him in front of TV and actually wrestled some matches. Then I got I, I have no idea what happened after that, you know. So so my thing with Harlan is that I, 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 I'm still pissed that he had to shave his head. That you get <laughs> not like that. Y'all gonna have to cut me a check or something. Like if I shave my head for y'all, then y'all uh, cut me a couple months later, I'll be pissed, especially at, I, at a young age like 22, 23 years. Nah. Yeah, you're gonna have to run me that paper. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay, so my thing with Harlan was was he green? Yes, but if you looked at his character, how he was built, what he did in the ring actually conveyed his character. How he wrestled, how he was just straightforward, but then you know he just come at you aggressively, do a few moves in the match. Like that's how they built him. It's different from somebody like Draco Anthony, where okay, view him as a regular wrestler. Okay, I expected more. But Harlan, you're building him as a guy with a few moves who dominates. So I don't see what he didn't do where if you give him some more time, he would give you exactly what you wanted. So I, I think, and then plus, you know, the internet community, it, it could be them or it could just be, you know, the wrestling world in general. They hyped him up as being like the Brock Lesnar or whatever. Yeah. So there, there's that shock factor as well. Like you, you was building him up to be somebody and now it just, you have him shave his head and now he's gone. Like that's that that's a problem. And I don't I don't see why. That that's the one where I'm really really him and Loomis. Those are the two I really have a question mark on. Like and that's why. a that's a great thing too that you say like they build him as like a, just a dominant factor to somebody just supposed to beat you up in just in just like a raw fashion. And that's it. Like he you, did. Didn't, you didn't really need to necessarily see like technical wrestling from him, any like special holes. It's like he just grab, dominate, throw you down, stuff like that. He could have carried that type of wrestling for a good three or six months until you actually want to put him in the match. Like, he just could have just been Gacy's, like, no muscle backup for, like, a good amount of time. You know, put a couple tag teams with Gacy, you know, let him work work the ring like that. Put him in, like, a handicap match with Gacy and him versus somebody else and just be destroyed. Let him interfere in matches. Let him just, that's, that's all you had to do, just give him time. Because apparently you ain't got nobody else you're going to throw in front of TV. Right. And so it's like, it, it works out that way. Now he just gave Gacy like two more new people. And plus, he didn't need to do mic work because Joe Gacy did all that for him. Exactly. So like, what was you looking for? Right. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, but moving on, we're still going to uh, talk. We're going to talk about the NXT, NXT scene a little bit more. But uh, J Bob. Uh, yes. You did share this information with me, and I did uh, actually watch the interview. But give a little insight about the whole uh, situation with um, formerly known as Ember Moon, uh, Athena, about everything she spoke about with you know, her departure and the changes and things that were happening backstage. I would love to. So Athena, as he mentioned, formerly known as Ember Moon, she had an interview that pretty much discussed, you know, what led to her departure. And I won't go through the entire interview, but I will point out some key points that came up. Obviously, Ember Moon, she 
unhappy with how things were going. But she said one of the first things that happened that kind of gave her a red flag was that uh, Raw and SmackDown writers was coming down to NXT to start writing for the show. These writers not only didn't really know what was going on in NXT, uh, Ember Moon, she even specifically stated that one writer said, I didn't even know you and Shotzi were a tag team. Like that's <laughs> that's a big red flag right off. Then it got to the point where suddenly Triple H left and no one knew what happened, no one knew why, and no one knew what was going to happen. But she was told that there are going to be some changes. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to go about business as usual. You will still have TV time, stuff like that. Then suddenly uh, it was reported that Vince McMahon pulled uh, Athena off of TV just without warning, just suddenly, to the point where she was promised that everything was going to be fine, it's going to be okay, but it just suddenly happened. Then she started getting some feedback, said, well, we want you to be a coach, okay? We, we want you to dress more sexy if you can. And she was like, this is, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I was told. Like, everything is changing and no one is telling me, my, telling me why. And then obviously it led to her eventual departure from NXT. Uh, but overall at that we we can see that on the surface level from how NXT is how they pretty much just dismantled everything that Triple H built but now we have one of you know a, a cornerstone wrestler who was a former NXT women's champion went to the main roster and came back to NXT when Triple H was still down there and so she saw from multiple angles how those changes really took place so if these are her experiences we can just imagine anyone else who was in the original NXT and what they went through as well. I understood, understood. And like with that, it's oh man, it's 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 messed up. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, I was gonna say a little messed up, but it is messed up because now you you can really sort of picture and see mm-hmm. the direction that the WB is slowly trying to go to with their women's roster now. Uh-huh. They're, they're slowly trying to build another quote-unquote divas division again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And start in trying to kind of fade away from actual women that could, not mean actual women, but actual women wrestlers that could actually wrestle. They, they're, they're, they're looking more for your look now than for your wrestling skill. Like I said, not not to you know, knock anybody down. Like, you know, Mandy Rose, she, she's doing what she's doing. She's earned it. But at the same time, like I said, everybody can't be a Mandy Rose pretty much. Yep. You know, some people, there's some of them that, that could just, they are great at wrestling, you know, and they don't have to flaunt and show off like, you know, their assets of like what's their physical assets or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. just let them showcase their talent on tv give them actual tv time let them display and showcase actual matches like give the fans like what they want to see just because you think you know maybe views are are currently being hurt in the situation during these matches like no like some sometimes you give these women matches probably like three to five minutes that's why it may not be a lot of views during that match like let them wrestle an actual an actual match you know, mm-hmm. stop. Don't give them any squash matches. Give them the the 15, 20 minute opening match that you do with uh majority's male matches that you do on uh, your main roster. Like, just yeah. give them their respect and give them them time 
so they can actually display, you know, their work and their character. Because Ember Moon can wrestle. She can. You know, there's, there's no dodging around that. Like, she can wrestle. And just, and like, she, she's a better wrestler than Manny Rose. Put it out there. Put it yeah. out there. Yes, yeah, so exactly. And not to take anything out from Mandy Rose because from her character on the main roster to her character now in NXT, she is a better wrestler. She yes, is yes, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's not a knock on Mandy Rose. She has yeah. greatly improved from the main yeah. roster in NXT. So no knock to her. But the point is you have wrestlers like Athena. You have wrestlers like, you know, Johnny Gargano. You have wrestlers like Loomis. You have wrestlers like uh, uh, a champa, you know, all these wrestlers who was on NXT, who was terrible. You have wrestlers like Oscar, you have wrestlers like Shayna Baszler, you have these wrestlers on NXT who's tearing the house down, and then they're either chasing after the 24 7 championship on the main roster or they're released. And that's that's not a <laughs> good direction either way you take it. Yeah, so like with that, I mean, at I guess they're really following with their case of being more so of entertainment than you know, the resonance. But I guess they they you you gotta look the part to be the part, you know. Oof. And like I'm on a on somewhat of a like small surface. I I understand, you know, because you no know, entertainment right. is my thing, so I, I get it. But there is a way around stuff, you know. If somebody you know doesn't quote unquote look the best i'm pretty sure they can wrestle you know they you didn't sign them for no reason you know they can wrestle they got a great following and they people appreciate that following or somebody just doesn't look the part but they're just great on the mic like Easy. you know uh like a, a kevin owens for instance like he just like a, a regular person mm-hmm. <laughs> like he like he like a like a regular dad though pretty much you no know, just a, a basic six feet tall and like Two fifties, two six. Like he's literally like built like my actual father. <laughs> like he, I look at him like this. Like I'm like, there. If this was this, what you would look like? He was wrestling, but he's just immaculate on the microphone, yeah. and he's fluent with his moves. So it's like, give mm-hmm. a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, it is what it is. Like maybe they get some type of new management, new rising or some work or just. Have, have a little powwow or meeting so they can discuss, like, a better way to go about, you know, with the business in the future. Because, you know, being eye, being eye candy can only last for so long because ain't no way y'all having a bra and panties match in the PG era anymore. That, that's not going to happen. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no mud bath matches happening. Like, y'all y'all got to figure something out, you know. Ain't no live sex shows. So, like, it's some y'all have to put these people in actual matches. And let them fight, you know. Oh, bro! <laughs> <laughs> I, I be forgetting if they have matches like this. Exactly. Over the that's that's what was carrying the division <laughs> back in the day, which is wild. Like it was really a it was really a perverted time back in the day. Like every time Tristan's came out, the king like puppies. I'm like, you just just really think about that now. The man was screaming puppies every time she came out to the ring. Like. Oh and yeah, they just talk about the titties. That's what all you're doing. Oh, and then they would have bikini shows on uh, bikini contests. Mm-hmm. Playboy then, sponsorships. Oh, my God. It was wild, man. Exactly. Don't, don't forget, you know, that issue that they had out. And 
just uh, never mind, dude. I digress. Right, exactly. You, you can't. We can't go back to that no more. It's just a new era. It's a new time in life. It'll, it'll be so many lawsuits if they have. <laughs> but anyway, speaking about the WWE, still, uh, we're gonna talk about um, the main event, the head of table, the tribal chief, the needle mover, Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns is slowly transitioning. To Brock Lesnar status, <laughs> yeah, yeah, part time. Okay, yeah, he's he's the street is that he signed a new contract, and with this new contract, apparently he's not going to be on every show, especially when it comes like the house shows and even some pay per views and live TV. Now, with this limited appearance with both world title belts from both shows. How, how do you feel about this, J-Bo? <laughs> okay. Uh, this, first off, WWE, they're, they're going to have a fan base. They're going to have people to watch no matter what. However, the, the, the wrestling that we know and love is already changing dramatically. But with your, honestly, only heavy hitter that you have right now, that being Roman Reigns, and he, and if, if it's true that he is going to a Brock Lesnar-based contract where he only shows up a few times, you're going to be hurting, hurt because you have nobody else. You have no other main eventers. You have no other potentials. You got Austin there. I'm sorry, Siri, they're trying to bring up, but you're not going to get at that level. You have Cody, but I'm going to say this. I think Cody's only going to be there till he eventually wins the WWE title, then he's going to be gone too. So it's it's your your only bet is Roman Reigns right now, and he's going to be part-time. It's it's going to be hard to watch shows where, where there's no champion. Do you remember back when Brock Lesnar, he was universal champion and Raw – didn't have a champion for a while, but SmackDown had the WWE title, so they had right. that. So Raw, like their main belt was the United States title, and they barely used that as the main event. Now you tell me that both the Universal and the WWE title is not going to be on either show regularly. It's just going to be the category of wrestlers that you're pro- barely properly using. It is going to be painful to watch. Yeah, especially now that they're they're basically having the tag teams being the main eventers and leaders of these main shows with the Usos and RK Bro, which is kind of wild because uh, it's like I mean, granted, I'll, I'll say this about because uh, you know when this stuff happens, you know it provides opportunity to other wrestlers, you know, in a sense. But at the same time. It's not the same type of opportunities no more because the roster is limited now. We don't have enough people. We're getting people on both shows now at the same time. It's just everything is recycled. You know, Grant, they did have a they had a decent pay-per-view with WrestleMania Backlash. I'm not gonna lie. That was that was a good show with wrestling per se. I'll say that. But the fact that you know that you have to put a show on week in, week out, every week on a weekly basis. Uh-huh. Yeah, without your main inventor and without the two main titles, that's mm-hmm. hard. Like, like now you now you're really just gonna be creating storylines off the fly because those two titles, those are automatic storylines right there on itself. And I now know. you take that away, you take away two storylines, especially when you put two belts on one person. 
you take away the main event, that's the, that's the third storyline. That's just like, man, I tell you, I uh, for SmackDown, I heavily looked forward to any segment that the Bloodline and Paul Heyman does. So now, I mean, we'll still get the Usos record. So that's a good thing. You know, I, we'll, we'll have that. But if the rumor is true with Roman Reigns, he'll barely be there. Paul will probably be there for the Usos a little bit, but not as much as he does with Roman. It just, like, like what is there to truly look forward to? In fact, if you look at it, they're building Cody up so daggone hard. He hasn't left. I mean, he hasn't lost just yet. And his entrance has about 101 different pyrotechnics going off. So they're really <laughs> trying to build him up. Because probably because Roman is eventually going out the door, they're not doing Drew McIntyre the same way, which is another guy they really could use. I mean, I can go on and on about all the potential because you mentioned the potential, but it with if Roman goes to the part time, they better act fast and effectively, or else it's each show going to be very boring. Very boring. That is true, and I agree. Like I said, we whatever they got planned, I hope it works in their favor and all goes well, but like when you take away the two top titles and the main eventer, it's going to be a little difficult, you know? <laughs> it, it wasn't necessarily that bad and hard with Brock Lesnar, but you took away Roman Reigns, it's like... Come on, man. Roman you was... Took, a- you, took, you took away Roman Reigns with this limited roster. That That's the problem. That, that's, that's the main thing that's <laughs> that's the problem because it if it was the roster back then, it did like, it, it like eh, okay, it could work. It could work if they had like proper got like they had the, the Seth Rollins they used to have and they had the Drew McIntyre that they used to have. Like they had the Kevin Owens they used to have. Yes, that's fine if Roman wants to go to a part time. But no one else except maybe Cody is on that level with Roman right now. It's right. It, yeah, well, we're gonna see what happens in upcoming shows. But with that, talking about dirty, um, it is a, a small little rumor going around that a certain AEW superstar is leaning towards signing to the WWE in the future. MJF. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it that, no, there's a little, no, animosity, a little dispute between him and the chair over there with uh, Tony Khan, a little disagreement, a little, no, back and forth, a little negativity. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that MJF has, you know, mentioned WWE a couple times in his past about Sign with them as soon as his contract is over in 2024, that he oh. will lean towards going to WWE. And I'll say this about that: mm-hmm. MJF is WWE material. There you go. You better say he is W. He needs to be on <laughs> WWE. He is. I, I get for like the um, what's the word I'm looking for when it comes to. Okay. When it comes to like the profanity and stuff like that, you know, the explicitness, yeah. that, that's the that's the only part that fits with AEW. But I'm pretty sure he can you know tone it down with the cuss and stuff like that. He would be great yes. if he was on WWE because he is entertainment. He is entertainment. You need another person like him on that main roster. This is the baby man's pretty much, you know. <laughs> That's really where it is. Like, you need another one of those type of wrestlers. You just need somebody that's just great on the mic. He'll be, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying, I'm pretty sure he could be like a great main event, but he'll be that solid mid-carter, you know, that was that win like multiple Intercontinental and United States Championships, you know, just to hold it down on that, you know, uh, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock hour time frame with Raw, you know, pretty much. Like, that's who y'all need. He is gold. Like, he 
He can carry promos like it's nothing. He'll make any few entertaining like that. I, I I hope he signs to WWE and gets the money that he well deserves. Um, man, go ahead. <laughs> Look, out of all the things that we've been saying about um, the current state with the WWE, if MJF's contract does expire, if WWE offers him a contract, and if MJF takes that contract, now you got something interesting. MJF is a once in a lifetime heat generator. Okay, lack for better terms. Okay, he knows how to piss off people, but keep them interested long enough to see you get punched in the mouth. That you, that's who you need. That's who the Miz was back when he won the WWE Championship. The Miz, he he was what he would just say. Uh, uh. Uh, was a SmackDown host for a little bit. Like, no one took him seriously. Even when he had the tag team with John uh, John Morrison, that was interesting, but he was no standalone. But when you gave him that mic and let him just go, he was an instant, he was an instant main eventer. He was an instant star. He was an instant heel. Everything that you could be as far as top level, that's who he is. MJF, the writing is on the wall. <laughs> you can see it. You can read it. Just give him the mic and single. You're right. Yes, he probably had to calm down a little bit on the profanity, but who cares? Like, just let him go. Let him have fun with it. Like you said, no matter what storyline he's in, no matter what match he's in, no matter who he's in with, he could be in there with a veteran. He could be in there with a rookie. He will carry that storyline. That's who you need looking five, six, seven years down the line while you're building other guys and girls. So, yeah, that that's going to be so beneficial to the WWE if they go down that route with him. And I hope one day, if that does happen, we get a Miz versus MJF feud. <laughs> It's going to happen. That it, would, that, it has to happen. That would be so gold. Like, the promos between them is just going to be a – I don't know who's going to be the face. They ain't got to be. They could be both. It's it just it going to be perfect. Just the, the shit talking between them is going to be incredible. It's, <laughs> <laughs> man, please, please, MJ, leave AEW to sign with them. That, that is your future. You will have so much going on over there, I, I promise you. And, and please, if he does sign over there – don't write his scripts. Let him, let him have control of what he says. Just tell him, don't cuss too hard. That's all. <laughs> just do that, and their thing is good to go. Yeah, just, just mention the pay-per-view. Yes. Um, <laughs> championship, the stadium city that you're in. <laughs> then talk about his mouth. Again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Man. With that being said, that is all we have. We have for episode 49. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. And also, be sure to do one simple favor for us for y'all sign off. And that is to follow all social media platforms, KTL underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Nother Rose Podcast, Facebook, YouTube, Nother Rose Podcast, all podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Poppy World, everything. And don't forget to get your merch at prowrestlingtees.com slash KTR podcast. This is episode 49, KTR, Know the Ropes Podcast, and we are out. I'm going to do it this time. Oh, shoot. I was, dang. So <laughs> Shout out to Big Hall. He's he a little busy right now. That's why he couldn't join us. But, j what should they do? You guys already did it. Last episode, thousands of views. 
multiple listeners. Really enjoyed the episode. We want y'all to enjoy this one as well. And the only way for y'all to truly enjoy this episode 49 of KTR is if you pump those numbers. There you go. I love it. Yeah, numbers, letters, all symbols of man-made devices that could cripple us all. Improve me, KK, panic and when storm hits and knocks out the power grid. Are you fully prepared to live off the grid? How you stick?